This podcast is a Tucker Media production. For more information, head to tuckermedia.com.au. Welcome to For the Shire, By the Shire. Each week, we speak to property and finance professionals working in and around the Sutherland Shire. Discover insider tips and tricks from the Shire's leading experts on how to get ahead in today's market. Introducing your host, Nathan Smith, the Director and Senior Mortgage Broker at the award-winning Birdie Wealth. Welcome to another episode of For the Shire, By the Shire. We're back in uh, January after a little bit of a break and what better way to start the 2021 series than with our very own Natalie Denyer. Uh, She joins us as the Senior Mortgage Broker here at Birdie Wealth and she's part of a team that actually won the best office in Australia in 2020 with the best admin team and also the best community support. Individually, she was a finalist as a best newcomer for the Australian Finance Group and a finalist at the Women in Finance Awards for the best community program of the year, which we'll hear all about shortly. Nat, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Nice, easy one to uh, arrange, just a short walk down the corridor and here we are. Yeah. Now, um, take me all the way back to before Birdie, to before Broking, you've left school and you're uh, working out where to go. How did you land yourself in finance? So I actually left school and joined uh, a sea freight shipping company and I worked there for about two years and my mum was the um, teller up at ANZ in Ingerding. She was there for about 22 years and her old boss who had left actually got me a job at Colonial State Bank. So that was a long time ago. Um, I started as a teller there and then about six months later, I started writing home loans um, at Colonial before Commonwealth took over. And so then heading on from Colonial, you've moved on to other lenders. Where have you headed from there? So uh, when Commonwealth took over, we had actually planned to go overseas. So we lived in London for a year and then Canada for a year. And I actually worked at the North Shore Credit Union in Canada as well. But um, when I came back, I joined St George Bank and I started writing business loans with them and then uh, joined Suncorp after that. And I was there for 13 years in, in total. Now, banking versus broking, there's a sometimes friendly rivalry, sometimes not so friendly rivalry. What made you come to the dark side across <laughs> to mortgage broking? So I remember years ago, uh, one of my bank managers said to me, Nat, you know you work for the bank, not for the customer. Um, and he was saying, because I was trying to explain to them how to avoid bank fees, make sure you credit the account with this much money so that you um, don't have to pay pay your five dollars each month and um, I just didn't sit well with me I didn't care about the profits of the bank I thought they were doing well enough and I cared more about the person sitting in front of me and that's how I, I became a broker I just feel like it's a much better fit well as of um, January the 1st legally we have to work in the best interests of the clients where the banks actually don't have to work in the best interests of the clients so we fall under a a brand new code of conduct called best interest duty and we must do what is best for the client's interests Uh, the banks are not having to do that so you can only guarantee that somebody's working in your best interest if you go and see a broker what is the difference between going directly to a bank and speaking to a broker So now being a broker, I don't really understand why anybody would just walk straight into their branch. Um, Obviously, when I was a bank manager, I loved it because we had targets to meet. Um, But 
what's to say that that bank has the best product for you and policy to suit your circumstances, um, interest rates that are most competitive. So as a broker, we've got access to all of the different lenders and we can look at your situation and figure out um, who's best suited. Well, you're never going to hear a, a bank say, um, the other bank just down on the corner has actually got a better rate. They've got a promotion on it at the moment. You should go down and speak to them. Yeah, that's why they don't have to do the best interest duty because they would, wouldn't be able to. Whereas a broker, we can do that. We yeah. can say, we know you've been with these guys for 20 years, but they're not doing the best thing by you. You need to be speaking with other lenders. Mm-hmm. There's been a massive uh, growth in market share for brokers. I know when I started about 12 years ago, only about 35% of people used them broker and the the latest stats in 62% of people now use a mortgage broker. Besides just rate, what else can a broker do to help you out? Well, they can help you out initially, even if you're not ready to buy straight away or to even put an application in. Um, They can help you prepare to be in a better position. So whether that be um, paying out some debt, setting up a savings plan, then they can help you to package the application. So a lot of people think that it's just a matter of filling in a form, but there is a lot more involved and we can help you to figure out which product's better, um, make the process more, you know, more streamlined, convenient for you. Everyone's busy and there is a lot of liaising backwards and forwards with the banks, so we we can help you with that side of it as well. And then ongoing after settlement, um, we are there to make sure that the rate that you own is competitive and look at whether, um, you know, whether that's still suitable in, in the years to come. I think that's what a lot of our clients like is that regardless of whether they're uh, with one bank and they move to a new lender, they've still got that same relationship contact and that same point of contact where if you move from one bank to the other, you lose your bank manager. If you've got a good relationship or not, you you lose that person. So um, I find that's a big one. And the other thing that we've seen a lot, particularly in the last two years, is that a bank somebody has been with for a long time won't be able to do the deal that another lender will do. So they may go to their local bank who says, we can't do it, you don't fit our policy, but the policies are varying so much from lender to lender that what one bank can do isn't necessarily what's happening across the board with all the other lenders. Yeah, exactly. When people are applying for the loan, it's intimidating, it's a confusing process. What do you find is the most confusing parts for people buying a home? I think a lot of people don't know how much they can borrow. They also aren't sure about how much deposit they might need and what what other ways that they can um, overcome that issue. So if you don't have um, 20% deposit plus costs to cover your stamp duty, um, there are other solutions. And so that part, it's all very unknown. Most people um, have some idea from speaking with family and friends, um, but I love that part of the um, appointment, going through each of the solutions to work out which, which one's best for them. And another part that's confusing I find is that People just don't know the process from start to finish uh, as to when they've got to pay their deposit, when settlement's going to be, when do they have a uh, conveyance to come on board and that, that sort of thing. And I think we we encourage that a lot is for people to come and see us early, come and speak to us because, um, you know, while your friends and family have all got the best intentions, what advice they got from their broker isn't necessarily the same advice for you. Uh, so it's always good to speak to us and we can give you advice on your specific situation and see if you're eligible for a loan. Plus things are changing constantly as far as the the government grants and things like that as well. 
Now, if you were not a broker, now that you've been on the other side, if you're not a broker and you're out there looking for a broker, there's hundreds, thousands out there, what questions would you ask to make sure that you're with a good broker? I think I would definitely ask friends and family for recommendations. So it's always good to go with somebody who comes highly recommended. Um, And actually, we're lucky in that sense because I know that um, Birdie Wealth gets mentioned a lot on the Everything Southern Shire Facebook groups and things like that. Um, and so, and, and also a lot of our business is coming from our past clients recommending their brother or family and friends. So, so that's always good. Um, another thing is once you engage with the broker, choose somebody who's, who's responsive. You know, you want to make sure that they're going to come back to you quite quickly and also somebody who you gel with, who, when they're explaining things, it all makes sense and you feel comfortable to talk about it all with them. Yeah. Are they breaking it down to terminology that makes sense to you? Yeah, is no it, jargon. Is yeah. it getting made clear? Um, are, are you getting regular updates? Because it is a stressful process, mm-hmm. whether it's your, your first, first property or your fifth property. Um, it, you need regular contact. You need to know what you're up to because it's going to be a stressful couple of months while you're out yeah, there Yeah, it's all you're thinking about. So. Yeah. I want to go to some of your awards. We've had uh, Birdie, Birdie itself has had a massive year in 2020, but, but yourself was uh, finalist for a couple of individual awards. Um, the first one I think was a was a big one for you was the best newcomer at the Australian Finance Group, and they're one of the biggest uh, licence holders in the whole of Australia. And uh, you can't nominate for this award. This is selected by them. Um, what was it like? Do you remember when that nomination came through? Yeah, I had no clue. I didn't even know um, that that category existed or it was a complete surprise. And, yeah, I felt proud of that because, like you said, I, I wasn't able to nominate for it or put my hand up for that award. It was I was, I was chosen. Um, and I, although I am not ne- technically newcomer to the industry, I was newcomer to that aggregator and that's how I was um, how I was chosen. I'm not sure exactly of what measures they use. I think that it could be um, customer surveys, um, the quality of the applications that I submit, maybe the number of applications and customers that I've helped. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good one. Absolutely, and unfortunately, all, all virtual ceremonies, which was still nice, but um, there wasn't the wasn't the gala balls last year that we that we might have hoped yeah, no, for. No dressing up. No. <laughs> uh, then the other one I want to talk to you about is at the Women in Finance Awards. Um, uh, one of the groups that you work alongside was named a Community Program of the Year. Uh, this is high heels and dollar bills, and we've talked about this a few episodes ago. Um, with some of the other members of the group, but explain this group to me and why it came about. So actually when I came and met you for the first time, um, the brokerage that I was working for previously, we had a lot of leads coming through. So one of my concerns to move was, well, where am I going to get my customers from? And I remember you saying, uh, what sort of um, customers are you dealing with at the moment? And I said, actually, a lot of women who have come out of relationships and and that's where I kind of, it all started. So I reached out to uh, Tanya Carlson, a financial planner, Antonella Sanderson, who is um, a lawyer, family lawyer down at Cronulla, and also Alison Maltby, who's a counsellor. And the four of us created High Heels and Dollar Bills, which is a Facebook group where we post different um, tips and tricks to help women. 
all, all different women, not just women coming out of divorce and separation, but just to um, empower you know women to know more and learn more about their finances and uh, how they can improve things for their for themselves. And it's actually great to do these groups with other people because. Uh, you're sharing the workload uh you're also learning from each other all the time and it's fun you know you get to network i guess organically and naturally with other people Uh, let's talk about the broking industry um both good and bad so you've moved into this industry now if if we were to give you the keys to the industry you can change anything that you want uh in broking what would you change i think the bank's uh processing is Oh, it just needs to be more streamlined. As I said before, people think that it's just a matter of filling in a form, but um, they require a lot of doc- documentation. And I know that they're lending a lot of money, so they do need to do their checks. They've also got the government, um, you know, like forcing them to make sure that they have responsible lending in place. But I think some banks are doing it much better than others as far as turnaround times and also with the amount of documents required, digital signatures being accepted. Um, So if that could all become a bit more streamlined, I think it would just make it so much easier. I mean, I know this year we had some blowouts where people were waiting three months nearly just to get an an approval. And, um, And, you know, that means that for us as the brokerage, we're dealing with double the amount of clients that we normally would because normally those clients would be moved across into purchasing or refinanced and done and dusted. So um, that just makes for a tougher industry for every broker. It's frustrating for us. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of frustration in the office waiting for deals to come back and misinformation and certainly frustrating for customers yes. just sitting there waiting and uh, we keep giving them updates but it's it just feels like we're mm. in, stuck in the middle of that and um, you know we want to be able to deliver great service in a good amount of time and the banks just prevent that at times yeah, I think 10 years ago we would fax an application in and it was done in a few days and now now we can email now we can log in and get automated statements we've got electronic pay slips and signatures so why is it now three months why is it it shorter yep i agree there's definitely some frustrations there and um, some sort of streamline uh, process would be good if someone wanted to become a broker um, where should they start well i i remember when i did my broken course over at north sydney and i realized sitting alongside taxi drivers and people who hadn't worked in the industry, just how much I had learnt. I didn't realise how much knowledge I had from, I mean, I, I guess it's silly to say, but I was in the bank for 17 years, I think, at that point. Um, and you just learn along the way lots of little um, things and you pick up. So I think coming out of a different industry, it would be tough, but it's not its not um, impossible. Um, but you best to get a good mentor or a team around you that is going to support you through because the first um, year or two are going to be tough. Every scenario is different. There's a lot of research that goes into figuring out which loan is best for your client, um, lots of hurdles to overcome. So you want to make sure that you've got somebody to to help you through that process. Yeah, I, I agree. We've, uh, we've got an intern in the office at the moment and it's making me realise how much we know the amount of um, the amount of checks and policies that are flying through our head as we're sitting there face to face with somebody, we we seem like we're just having a regular conversation, but in our head we're ticking boxes and crossing boxes as we move through and work out policy for people. 
uh, ha- having the intern in the office and him saying, well, why is this? Why is this? Makes me realise the amount that goes into it. So yeah, I agree. Have a good mentor. Maybe sit inside a brokerage for a couple of years and, and really get your head around credit mm-hmm. um, before starting out and getting face-to-face with a client. Let's go all the way back to uh, to when you were first looking at property. You've, you've owned property yourself and still have today. Um, what's one bit of advice that you wish you were given earlier? Get in early. You know, so I know that for my kids, I'm going to be encouraging them to start saving from the minute that you start earning money. Um, have that goal in mind because buying a property is, um, isn't is easy. You've got to save up a fair bit of money. And even with the grants, um, you want to put yourself into the best position and the earlier you get in, the better. Um, we bought our first property um, for 400000 or something. So um, I know for sure the amount that that has grown in the time, we could never have saved that much money. So it's been a great investment and, yeah, get in early is what I say. Yeah, I agree. And, and the other thing that you kind of built on there was building those good habits young, you know, not, not accumulating get, debt and yeah. uh, making sure that you build that savings habit nice and early. Look, um, Nat, really appreciate you coming on the show. What is next for you in 2021? Head down, keep going, write loans. We've, we've had a lot of uh, new inquiries um, and, you know, that's why we've put on more people within the Birdie team. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what 2021 brings and how many more customers we can help and, um, and also looking at, you know, doing some more face-to-face seminars with High Heels and Dollar Bills, Toolbox Talk and even maybe with Birdie Wealth, um, whatever we might have planned up our sleeves. So I can't wait. Nat, thanks for uh, coming on the show and bring on 2021. That's it. Thank you. This podcast is for general information only. It contains brief comments not intended to be the basis for decision-making nor to be taken as a substitute for specific advice. Please contact Birdie Wealth to discuss any matters that may be relevant to your individual situation. For more information, go to www.birdiewealth.com.au.